Welcome. I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is the podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Hebrews. Today is episode 915, and we're looking at Hebrews chapter 13, verses 9 through 16. Let's read the passage. Don't be led astray by various kinds of strange teachings, for it is good for the heart to be established by grace and not by food regulations, since those who observe them have not benefited. We have an altar from which those who worship at the tabernacle do not have a right to eat. For the bodies of those animals whose blood is brought into the holy place by the high priest as a sin offering are burned outside the camp. Therefore Jesus also suffered outside the gate, so that he might sanctify the people by his own blood. Let us go then to him outside the camp, burying his disgrace. For we do not have an enduring city here. Instead, we seek the one to come. Therefore, through him, let us continually offer up to God a sacrifice of praise that is the fruit of lips that confess his name. Don't neglect to do what is good and to share, for God is pleased with such sacrifices. This is the book of Hebrews. This is a letter or a written sermon to a group of Jewish Christians. They're starting to experience persecution as Christians. And the temptation is to back out of Christianity and go back to Judaism. And the author of Hebrews is arguing that that would be a mistake because Christ is superior. He is the new high priest of the new covenant, which has replaced the old covenant, the Mosaic covenant, which is what the Jewish people follow. So why go back to that which has been replaced with something better? So the challenge is to live by faith, to persevere in faith in light of difficulties. And we're in chapter 13, the final chapter of the letter, and he's given some general ethical considerations, that is, how to live. So he's talked about brotherly love and hospitality, helping those in need, chastity, contentment, and following the example of leaders that they've had in the past. Now we pick it up in chapter 13, verse 9. Don't be led astray by various kinds of strange teachings. For it's good for the heart to be established by grace and not by food regulations, since those who observe them have not benefited. Okay, don't be led astray by various kinds of strange teachings, because he just said Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Christ doesn't change. The gospel doesn't change. So don't be led away by some strange teaching that doesn't match the gospel. He's not specific what these various kinds of strange teachings might be. He doesn't need to be. The point is, if anything doesn't line up with the gospel, it is to be rejected. That means we need to be familiar with the gospel. We need to know what sound doctrine is in order to be able to reject strange teachings. He talked about food regulations. He might be referring to the Jewish food regulations, saying that we're being ruled by grace now, not by laws. Or, or he might be dealing with something similar to what he dealt with with the Colossians, where some were coming up with these strange regulations about what they could eat and not eat that didn't have anything to do with the Jewish rules. But the whole point here is we're governed by grace, the grace of God, not by a bunch of regulations. And he points out that those who do follow those regulations don't benefit from it. doesn't do them any good. 
Now, verse 10, he says, We have an altar from which those who worship at the tabernacle do not have a right to eat. This can be confusing because we don't have an altar. What's so amazing about Christianity is other religions have an altar. An altar is a place where you have a sacrifice. We don't have an altar. So best understanding of this is this is something called a metanoni, which is using a similar word or related word to mean something else. For instance, if, if you're talking to somebody else at the office, let's say some suits came in, what you mean are some people looking very official wearing suits. So you call them suits, but what you mean are the, the people wearing the suits. You mean a type of person there. So best understanding thing here is he's using altar as a substitute for the sacrifice of Jesus. Because the sacrifice the Jews would do would be at an altar. And so we don't have that. We have instead something better, the sacrifice of Jesus. And so he's using the language of the tabernacle. Those who worship at the tabernacle don't have a right to eat at our altar. Many of the sacrifices were eaten by the Jewish people. Some were, some weren't. And so the point he's making here is that those who are still following the Jewish practices do not have a right to participate in Christianity. So don't go back to that because you'd be giving up Christianity. Verse 11, for the bodies of those animals whose blood is brought into the most holy place by the high priest as a sin offering are burned outside the camp. What is he talking about here? Now he's using the imagery of the Day of Atonement. On the Day of Atonement, the bull was slaughtered at the altar. Its blood was brought into the Holy of Holies. The blood was sprinkled at the mercy seat, the Ark of the Covenant, but then the body of the bull was taken outside the Israelite encampment and burned there. Because the camp itself was considered a sacred place. And you have the holy place in the tabernacle, then the holy of holies, but the whole camp itself was considered a sacred area, a holy area. Outside the camp was an unholy area. So the carcass of the animal sacrifice was taken outside from the holy area, the sacred area, into the unholy area, and that's where it was burned. In verse 12, therefore Jesus also suffered outside the gate, so that he might sanctify the people by his own blood. So now he's using Jesus as the example, and that's where the, the language is anti-type. Type is something that stands for something else. The anti-type, Jesus, is what all those other things are pointing toward. Where the sacrifice of the Day of Atonement was pointing toward Jesus. So Jesus suffered outside the gate, meaning Jesus was taken outside the city of Jerusalem because Jerusalem was considered the holy city. And you didn't execute criminals in the holy city. You took them outside the city gate and executed them outside the gate. So just as the bull was taken outside of the holy camp in order to be burned, Jesus was taken outside the holy city to be executed. And his blood is what sanctifies, makes holy the people, like the blood of the bull with the day of atonement. But now verse 13, let us then go to him outside the camp, 
bearing his disgrace. This is the language of uh, Psalm 69, verse 7, this bearing his disgrace. What he's basically saying is, so we're going to leave Jerusalem. We're leaving the holy city to go be with Jesus, our Savior, and leaving behind Judaism. He follows that idea up in verse 14. For we do not have an enduring city here. Instead, we seek the one to come. So Jerusalem is not the holy city, the place of God anymore. We look forward to the heavenly Jerusalem. That is the gathering place for the people of God in heaven with God in this, you could call it heavenly Jerusalem, you could call it heaven. That is what we look forward to. We're not tied anymore to Jerusalem as the holy city. Verse 15, Therefore, through him, let us continually offer up to God a sacrifice of praise that is the fruit of lips that confess his name. So instead of the animal sacrifices that the Jews are still practicing at this time at the temple. We're not going to do that. Instead, we will offer God sacrifices of praise. Now, that actually is Old Testament language. In Psalm 50, verses 13 and 14, the Lord says, Do I eat the flesh of bulls or drink the blood of goats? Offer a thanksgiving sacrifice to God and pay your vows to the Most High. Other places he talks about that. I'm not impressed with your animal sacrifices. I want your hearts to be turned to me. So this is the sacrifice of praise. Now what is that? The fruit of the lips that confess his name. We praise the Lord and that is the equivalent of a sacrifice. We're offering things to God. Continues in verse 16. Don't neglect to do what is good and to share. For God is pleased with such sacrifices. They're doing things for God he considers sacrifices. He doesn't want us to sacrifice animals. What he wants is our hearts. What he wants is our love. What he wants is our service. So he's continuing these how to live topics here in this passage. He's saying that okay, stay true to the gospel. Don't get caught up trying to go back into Judaism. What we've got is so much better. What we've got is superior. And we're not tied anymore to Judaism. We're free now to follow Christ wherever he takes us. And we look forward to being with him in heaven. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Hebrews 